welcome to the Natty's Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew D. And with me, Dwight Lindsay. How's it going? Ah, oh, good, good. Andrew, how's it going with you? It's going well, except for my back hurts a little bit. But uh, I got a nice... Uh, I, I took some medication, uh, and I have a nice drinks in here. I don't... I don't know. Do you ever? Yep. I think probably you have done work where you have to sit in an uncomfortable spot for way too long. Oh yeah, sit and stand way too long sometimes, and it always uh, it's a pain in the back for sure. Yeah, I almost feel better if I'm up moving for ten hours, contrary to if I'm like having to sit or stand or like do something where I'm not moving at all for a long, long period of time. I feel like I just. You know, I'm it's, it's I'm getting old. That's it. I'm getting, I'm getting <laughs> old. Oh no! Oh no! Do I? I'm just getting old. Uh. Um, but yeah, no. It's just like it's like you get stuck, right? You get like cramps, like uh, not cramps, but it's like a a kink in your neck kind of deal. But I get it in my back or wherever, you know. So I tried to go swimming today, but it didn't go away. Hmm. But in all fairness, I went swimming and there were so many people in the pool, I could basically not even move around. It was just like. I could, if I reached my arms out, I could touch four people at any given time. <laughs> well, I guess, yeah, it's the, the weekend-ending March break. Everyone's trying to get their last little bit out. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It was essentially um, like a people stew. That's what it was. We were just cooking. We could have thrown carrots and potatoes, onions in there. We probably would have been great. <laughs> but, yeah, it has been March break, and March break has been... Uh, a ton of fun, actually. Just been great spending time with the family, getting them out to lots of different things. Uh, we went to some Reptilia. Uh, we went to, I wanted to do Ripley's Aquarium, but we opted not for that one. And a few different other fun, different things. You do, you do some fun stuff over the March break? Uh, you know, the kids pretty much didn't really want to do much. The one's getting ready for exams, and then uh, the other one it would take away from her Minecraft or watching people on YouTube play Minecraft time. So mm. uh, we did go out to Palladium out in Brampton yesterday, and uh, it was a really good time. I got to play, uh, it was like a Star Wars X-Wing flight simulator game. Oh, that was that so was, cool awesome got to do the trench run killed vader it was great wow that sounds like so much fun i want to do that i just love it it's so great i oh. think the one in whitby actually has like this uh x-wing kind something very similar it has like one of those like 180 degree screens and you're in a cockpit that kind of pivots and vibrates and has the subwoofer built into it oh man that's so sick did you ever end up playing that uh there was a Star Wars Squadrons game. Yeah, I actually uh, I used to have a PlayStation Four with the VR headset. Yeah, I remember playing it in there, and it was really it was hard though. I have a lot of hard times with the the flight simulator games and you know the reverse access and stuff. It's uh, yeah, always that challenging. Game was very hard. That was such a it was such a good game though. Oh, oh it was, that was fun. so much fun. I really hope that they bring a sequel to that. Uh, um, so. Let's get into some X-Wing stuff, because uh, that's what we're here to talk about. <laughs> uh, you went to an event today at Black Knight Games. Uh, how, how'd you do? Uh, I didn't do too bad. I was two and one. Uh, so I basically, uh, there was eight of us playing. Uh, Cam technically won it based off of uh, strength of schedule. Uh, he had seven points, so like a two win, one draw lineup. And Don... 
had the same kind of thing. He came in kind of tied for first or second place with uh, two wins, one draw. It's just his SOS was just a bit lower than Cam, so I guess Cam technically took it from him. Uh, then uh, me and uh, Timbo, we tied with six points apiece, so two wins and a loss. Our strength of schedule was the same, but he beat he kind of creeped ahead on victory points overall. So, but it was uh, I I was happy with my two wins, of course. Uh, one separatist uh, matchup, which I really wanted to get in because that was the one faction I haven't had a lot to practice against. So uh, I did pretty good. And then the other one was like a rebel alpha strike, which was, you know, that's good. I don't know how, uh, you know, how often you see them anymore, but I think it was good just to get the practice in on it. And then uh, unfortunately I had to go up against Cam's world's list and I got like thumped like bad like 20 to 1 or something like that it was i i didn't understand his list and it did nothing but hurt me <laughs> and he has navigated away from scum yeah yeah he's flying a, a four ship empire list uh he had boy vader uh more Mor uh captain Faroff, and moff gideon yeah yeah i've seen a very uh very similar build uh at uh, nationals yeah, it's a it's a surprisingly good list. Oh, some... you, and especially when you have seventh sister on the ship, and you do a red maneuver, and it's like, oh well, now you're tractored, and I'm gonna yeah. move you. It's like, yeah, yeah, oh, back you go. <laughs> yeah, there's a few times where I did a red barrel, and Cam was just like, nah, just go back to where you were, and I'm like, oh. yeah, yeah. In <laughs> fact, you know what? Don't don't even move. <laughs> But, it, like, even though, like, it was just a total butt whooping, like, I, I did take away a lot from it. I did see some spots where I could do better, and I think uh, it's more taking the time when I'm going up against something unfamiliar to kind of, like, just analyze it in my head. And I do know for Worlds, they are kind of pushing, well, I think all tournaments push it, but no one really enforces it, you know, about uh, giving an opponent a copy of your list. So I'm going to definitely have to keep that at my side and... Uh, when I'm in LCQ and just kind of look things over and have a, at least a decent understanding of what's going on with my opponent's squad. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's really tricky. It's more so just about playing, right? You just play a bunch, you're like, oh, I've seen this squad before, so I know what it, what it does. I mean, I've been caught out, and I think everyone's been caught out by a list now and then, and then uh, it's like getting lost, right? You get lost, you're like, oh, and then if you get lost again in the same spot, you're like, ah. I know where to go. I've been lost here before. <laughs> <laughs> it's and now with my little experience, you know, these are always my hot takes, but I find with high caliber players, you know, guys like you, Cam, Brendan, and that the lists that are built at a tournament like this, there's not, there is a very particular kill order. You kind of need to follow in order to meet that win condition. It's, not always about just going for you know what your opponent throws in front of you there is certain pieces you kind of have to kill first and it's just understanding which piece that is i think yeah and that's a tricky that's a tricky one in that list too right because uh you can't really crush Mordeki first uh if you can kill vader cool but that's crazy hard uh, i fair Fair off, you can't really kill first. It's like you go ahead and kill Moff Gideon, but then you have to deal with all the other ships coming. So, I mean, the I think if you 
you might even be able to out uh, objective in that situation, mm-hmm. um, depending on what your list does, right? So if you got, especially if you got more ships, you can run objectives against that list. Um, and then there, those ships do burn down in time. Um, you can even alpha that list uh, to some degree. Uh, not more to key because she, you know, is meant for the alpha. Um, but the other ships, uh, Faroff, Moff, Gideon, um, if you do it well, you can you can alpha one of those. Uh, but it is tricky, um, and you have to make sure that you're kind of up. If you're gonna trade pieces or if you're gonna put everything into one basket, it needs to work, right? Yeah. Yeah, I made the mistake. Well, I started with Vader. I had three ships on Vader, and it was going well. Like, my first round of engagement, I did damage, knocked off some shields. And then when it came into the, I think it was going into the fourth round, I had those same three ships on them, but then my dice, my dice, like... I was throwing three reds, and even with mods, you know, I was only getting, like, one hit out, and uh, or, like, one hit on the dice. I was rolling a lot of blanks, and it wasn't, uh, there's nothing you could do about that. Just suck it up and <laughs> grit your teeth. Mm-hmm. But good for you for being up there with Timbo. Uh, and then, you know, Brendan, I mean, you're still sitting in the top echelon of that event. How many people ended up coming in? There's eight of us there, so a couple That's of the regular number. locals. Yeah, uh, Black Knight Games has really uh, been picking up lately. It's been good to see Tristan made it out too. It's always good to see Grand River guys out and uh, Grandpa Dave, who, you know, he's he likes to go around to a lot of the local ones too. So well, it was a good turnout. Oh, I miss those guys so much. I wish that I had more time to do X-wing the way I like to X-wing, but. <laughs> all in time and speaking of uh doing x-wing the way i'd like to x-wing uh we are going to have uh, an awesome event coming in may uh and i we have nothing planned except for the date uh, essentially scarcely scarcely the date <laughs> uh mid-may so but i mean i'm super excited i mean it's going to be a little it's i was actually a little bit nervous about april i was like i just want to do it but even having a break between April, because when people come back from Worlds, they're like, oh man, I need to take a moment away from X-Wing just because it is so, you're so enveloped with X-Wing. And then it's it's exhausting, especially if you go far in the event too. I mean, it's a lot of X-Wing. I'm not, and, I'll, and a lot of people say when they come back from it, they're like, okay, just going to take, a little bit of a break <laughs> oh yeah like you know even someone like myself going in through lcq right like so i have five matches on the thursday uh the friday you know is there's no events planned by amg but you know there's lots going on it is adepticon and then uh even if i don't make if i do make it into the worlds you know that's five matches each day or six matches each day and then and if i don't i have pods aces high droids you're looking for like i signed up for like all the events so i could just kind of pick and choose the ones i want to go to so it's just it's a full week of or a full five days of nothing but gaming and like socializing it's yeah like i imagine i'll be wiped sunday when i fly back home absolutely absolutely yeah and, and that's why i was like 
it, when we talked about end of April, I was like, that's that's a good enough time. But I was kind of like, you know, I really want to do X Wing early, like right away. But you know, I I can I understand why other people are going to want to take a break. So being in May, I think will be really nice. It's a good amount of time between, and uh, yeah, want to just you know uh i want to fill every seat essentially like and i think i think we will be um uh, very very confident in that situation so oh yeah i our community like when i say our community i mean the ontario community is really good friendly the main thing is just getting uh notice out there ahead of time because most places are about uh, like a month out they send their tickets so and we always you know for the most part we try not to have any overlap but you I know when we did a uh, one, I think it was one at the Brew Wizards. There, London ended up having one uh, at the same time, but uh, you know that kind of takes away a bit. But for the most part, we can usually avoid little snag foos like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. What did actually I meant to ask? What did Black Knight do for uh, uh, pricing and such like that? Uh, they're just pure store credit, but in a store like that, you can get away with it because they got everything. Like they're a fully stocked game store, so they got paints, models, every game you can think of. So, beyond it being, uh, it, beyond it being, um, what what am I going to what am I trying to say here? Beyond it being store credit or like big money prizes. Excuse me. What do you think, based on the current situation? would be one of the best ways to pull people in not pull people in like uh like well, their will but <laughs> encourage people to come and play and participate well you're gonna have three different tiers of players i think roughly that you could say so there would be the what i would call like your tier so you know you and the top caliber players uh you guys want official stuff you know the third party stuff i don't think really cuts it for you guys so we need that's where we need amg to step up and even you know whatever alt arts or dice or templates uh limited edition painted ships just something i think that uh, you guys could take in there uh someone like me i'm still looking for like to win official stuff uh myself because my collection's kind of low but as I'm still new to the game, even a lot of the older alt art cards I don't have. So when I go around to some of these tournaments, uh, you know, like Flints and stuff like that, they have boxes of the old alt art cards. So, you know, they give out uh, free cards to everyone who plays. So I get stuff like that. And then like the new players coming in, they're just happy to win anything. You could have third party tokens, acrylics, cards. It doesn't matter. They're they're happy for prizes. They're the easy ones to kind of get in, I think, overall, because prizing is prizing to them. It's just uh, you get a few. There's not a lot. I'd say like the the 10% crowd that just has that intimidation factor when it comes to the tournaments when I talk to some of the newer people because a lot of them follow the podcasts and, you know, uh, GSP, and they know some of the names that are coming to the tournament, so they have that little bit of intimidation factor. And I've heard even some say it'd be nice if we did more tiered events, but that's I think that's kind of hard to do with the numbers we have right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, actually, I have a really good uh, connection regarding painting uh, from a person who uh, my brother-in-law uh owns a painting company 
Uh, actually, I should probably just tag him just for the sake of everybody, uh, like for the work that he does, which is pretty crazy. He runs uh, four realms of chaos in uh, Markham, Ontario. Uh, I wonder if that custom painted squad might be some sort of opportunity there. That may that might be kind of cool. That would be awesome because I've been trying to reach out through some of the discords, trying to find uh, some people to paint kind of like that same kind of idea. Because you know, there's lots of ships that I got like you know ten to fifteen copies of now. So there's how many like... decimators you got? <laughs> <laughs> Always got an extra one for you, Andrew. But uh... sweet. But, uh, you know, stuff like X-Wings and Ties, like, there's a lot of people that just have a million of those. And, like, they're still popular enough you could get a few painted up. I've been talking to a guy in London. I wanted to get a bunch of X-Wings painted up uh, Decepticon colors from Transformers. Like, uh, all the, you know, like, Starscream and Thunderbolt and those guys. Because I like the color scheme. I think they'd look pretty good on some X-Wings. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, well, uh... Let, let me know. I can send you the link. Uh, nice. He, uh, they, I mean, they, it's a team. He, it's a company. So it's, like, it's not like one person uh, sitting there. It's like a whole team of painters. I've gone and visited the workshop. It's actually really cool. It's Justin Markham. And they are, man, they, they do some amazing stuff. They're, like, surrounded by beautifully painted things that they've done. And they just, uh, you know, sit in there, paintbrushes in hand, uh, airbrushes, whatever it is, just painting 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 <laughs> like it's so it's really really cool and nice. so talented they're very talented there but yeah uh yeah we gotta we gotta do it right in may and oh man maybe we'll even have some spoilers and stuff kick it around that'd be so cool okay i'm bring it on bring it on okay i'm just i just want to play more x-wing and so to, uh, an event would be is just a nice way of inspiration so yeah, I, I agree with you. I know there's going to be announcements at uh, Adepticon from AMG. Hopefully it's good news. Uh, I would like to see a little bit more than just the uh, store tourney kits. Like, I'd like to hear maybe something about, like, for seasons. But, uh, you know, I'll take whatever they can, uh, whatever they say, whatever, they, whatever they're giving out, uh, I'll be happy with. Right on, right on. Uh, okay, so we're still in roads road to worlds prep for yourself yeah. um, and others uh, so what are you doing at this moment what do you want to share with everybody about uh, this part of your journey well it's it's been a long one and you know especially for a faction like Republic for me it's been like such a hard journey with the list building and that uh i have my list pretty much dialed in and it's just more getting used to it and uh stuff like born for this you know knowing the right time when to use it and uh my outmaneuver annie how to fly him correctly with the squad and uh, utilize him to his max so i've been getting in my four to five matches a week in person it's been good just kind of helping me out and then i've been uh, on my test board in the basement I've been messing around a lot with the double repositioning because like I still haven't flown enough ships with it. So I'm just getting used to where, you know, uh, a boost, a banked barrel roll or a bank barrel roll or a boost to see what's the most optimum and where it places me on the board. So I've been practicing that a lot at different angles with the uh, different ships just to 
kind of see how that looks because it's sometimes it makes a difference of getting my out maneuver or not at range one which is kind of key for me oh out maneuver at range one is hard but very very good yeah well if, if you if you're not coming straight on with your opponent if you are to the left or to the right that barrel roll and then bank in boost the you know like there's a great opportunity with that but it's, it takes a little bit of visualization in my head when I'm playing a game. It's like, okay, so I'm going to be one over this way. Then I'm going to bank in. Okay, no, yeah, that works. Or, you know, do I want to boost in at the angle and then barrel roll? It's like, uh, it's just it's it's just lots of practice. And uh, so I've been doing a lot of that. And then I was very lucky this week. And a big thing to Rathos who came out twice this week I got a match with him on Tuesday at Brew and he really helped me out with uh, scenario objectives and kind of lining things up and uh, going through my list with me with his world's list and it was a close match I think it was like 2015 he took it and then uh, Friday came out we didn't even get a game and we spent a good hour and a bit just going over the whole theory of uh, turn zero and formations and uh, like basically the strategy for going into this LCQ and uh, kind of sizing up opponents, certain things to look for, certain things to push depending on the type of list. And yeah, it was, it was, oh, it was just like a wealth of knowledge. And it was like a lot of it was just, it would seem obvious, but it was just stuff I never kind of put together till now. Sweet deal. So, yeah, what uh, what's, what's one tidbit of about Turnzio that you didn't know that you're like, oh, cool, I didn't think about that? Well, let's take in a, a scenario like scramble the transmission with the three objective markers. Mm -hmm. The most optimal placement is always going to be, you know, you have that uh, the condition is two to four away from your board edge right or your opponent's board edge uh, depending on how it's going and to the furthest extent away from the board edge is the most optimal because if you basically if both opponents do that you almost end up with a straight line in the middle and then basically you're not giving away any points because if you go if it's if the objective is too close to the opponent's uh, edge in the back they, there's a possibility they're going to get two or three points for free before you even have a chance to take that uh, satellite from them. Oh, okay, okay. So you're saying bring them in a little closer so that way uh, you have the opportunity to do something about that uh, objective token? Yeah, so basically the closer to the middle... Uh, the objective is the better it is make you both fight for it so it comes down to basically who gets it first because uh it's there's too much and in any of the scenarios like the, if there's easy opponents uh easy points for your opponent to get easy opponents that's right yeah easy oh, oh, oh. if there's Twice easy calling them out easy now yeah no but uh it, if you're giving away points you know that's that's never good right so you got to make every objective you got to make your opponent work for yeah oh well for sure for sure sweet deal sweet deal love the tidbits um yeah i remember when it came for practicing for worlds it was just like game after game after game after game after game flying the same list too uh not 
varying away once I felt that I was like, okay, cool, this is what I got. I also found going on to and just researching events was like, this is what my list does. And then looking at the top, you know, eight lists or 16 lists and be like, okay, do I get to do what my list does in this one? Okay, yes or no. And then go through those top and be like, okay. And then check how many yeses or nos I'd get. And be like, if I was getting like 75, 80% yeses, I like, I get to do essentially what I want despite, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, getting caught off guard by, uh, you know, something going on, whatever, either way. That if I felt confident in, uh, in that matchup, then I was like, okay, this list is coming. I got, I got what I want. I'm all right with it. Just need to keep doing reps. Uh, there wasn't any more tweaking to do. Um, yeah, I mean, even recently, playing the Kylo Silencer again uh, was so much fun. Uh, just flying around with that thing, getting to do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like four hull two shields with uh, double repositioning. Even at I five, it still feels really good. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then another thing I got a uh, Stephen uh, Rathos told me to keep in mind is that uh, you know a lot of people coming out. It might apply more to Worlds than LCQ, but uh, there's going to be a lot of people coming out that are still fresh to 2.5. Like you know, in Worlds, there's a lot of people that won their tickets two years ago and kind of stopped playing. Uh, you know, once the game went through all of its changes. So they're just hopping back into this because they have a ticket. They want to meet everybody again and hang out with people they used to play with and go. So you're going to see a little bit, in, a little bit of that in the LCQ too. It's just people are like, hey, I want to go meet up with so-and-so again and that. And, uh, you know, they might not be as familiar with objective type play as say someone like me who you know that's all i know from the game is objective play mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i got to push that to my advantage when uh, the opportunity arises Ooh, i'm so excited i'm so excited for you like make sure to send back all the messages if you're ever on stream or anything I, oh yeah. i know we'll all be ruined for you obviously back here i'm also really excited because my buddy um alex just mentioned that he is going to be down to make his way out to try out x-wing tomorrow night so uh that's gonna be sick to have a, a new face kicking around and uh, you always oh, sorry tuesday tuesday what i meant to say uh i hope i had told him tuesday uh, uh yes i did okay cool all right good good job b yeah um are you gonna be there tuesday yeah tuesday i'll be out uh get in that last little bit of practice and then i fly out wednesday morning right on okay man okay well i wish you all the best of luck dude Thanks, and man. uh anything that i can do to help you prep for worlds or uh you know you just let me know uh, <laughs> tts is a wonderful place it, easy to play from far away yes <laughs> spin bars perfect okay um anything else you want to talk about about worlds prep uh no i think that's that's it i'm gonna just have to remember to take my time uh you know yes there's gonna be a lot of big names you know if you follow x-wing uh as much as i do podcast streaming you know there's gonna be a lot of big names but you can't let it get to you and uh, i just gotta take my time remember my objective play and uh, I guess the big thing is is that I got to play my strategy and not spend the entire game reacting to someone else's strategy. Uh, 
because I do get caught with that sometimes. So, play, you know, uh, was it play the plan, plan the win, uh, <laughs> do my best. Yeah, I think that, you know what, that would be the one thing, other than play a ton, that's the other thing that I would suggest for anyone to go into Worlds, is you call out everything. Like, literally, you're like, uh, all right, back to dials. Okay, that one's done, that one's done, that one's done. Okay, um, activation phase, or systems phase. Um, before you lay down those dials, check every single dial every single game every single round <laughs> make sure the ship dial matches the ship and that the way you want that ship to move is moving the correct way because fatigue will set in jitters will set in and those are the first mistakes to happen that can just literally destroy your game completely and the people who successfully play through those jitters and don't make those kind of mistakes are the people who uh, go on even further. Uh, every single turn, check your dials. Like it is the most, one of the most important things to do in the face of like a uh, high level tournament play. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. I almost caught my, I almost got caught today because uh, Jag, who is my initiative three and I had click right behind him, who's initiative four and i last minute i'm like oh i switched what jag was gonna do instead of like a four straight uh i dialed it down to a one and i grabbed my dice and i was just about to roll and i was like oh yeah click because click's gonna end up doing a hard one right behind him and he's gonna run right into him if i don't change his move so it's like i luckily i caught at the last second but i was like oh man it was like yeah always check always check Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, and then you know you just call it out. Systems phase. Look at all your stuff. Look at offer it to your opponent, right? Offer it to oh. yourself. You know, activation phase. Call it out. Engage. Beginning of engagement phase. Call it out. Hey, do you got anything at the beginning of engagement phase? And then even just announcing it, because one of my big ones was I always forget about. So, uh, like for example, uh, Malaris. I always forget that it's at the beginning of the engagement phase. Yeah. I'm supposed to take the drugs or not take the drugs, right? <laughs> With Von Reg, it was at the beginning of the systems phase. I had to check for that bullseye and either give the strain or deplete or not give the strain, the strain or deplete. Um, it's so important. So calling out every phase and double-checking everything you do, not to the point of stalling, not to the point of you know uh you know abusing that situation but so so important to just like and i found when you called it out and you double checked everything it kept your game so more controlled and, and the condition and it felt for myself it felt like i was more in control and, and was able to you know just play the game well instead of uh you know uh, feeling like i was going to be making a mistake at least on a you know multiple occasions yeah <laughs> so. yeah there was a i was playing uh one of the older gentlemen's there they call him gramp daves today uh today and uh he was flying a separatist list and he had you know some vultures some bombardment drones and dirge and he had dirge cloaked and he was right behind me and of course he had the it was proton cannon dirge and it was like he could have really done some damage but he was cloaked 
So I was like, and he forgot twice to decloak him. So I was like, Dave, it's system phase. Is there anything you want to do system phase? He's like, yes, I want my bombardment drones to drop bombs. I'm like, okay, go ahead. So he drops bombs with both of them. I was like, okay, is that it for system phase? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yes. And I was like, okay, system phase done. It's like, I thought you would have wanted to decloak. And he's like, oh, and I was like, Dave, man, it's like, I, I can't tell you, but I just like, you know, I gave him enough of a window. It was like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, and absolutely. And it's tough. It, remo it Doing it like that, where you're offering it to yourself, you're offering it to your opponent and or, you know, they're doing the same for you, that same respect, uh, gives everyone the opportunity to be like, it's it's fair game you made it into the next phase of the game you didn't do the thing it's a missed opportunity oh, oh well it was a mistake you know you move on instead of there being that nuance where you're in the next phase but it hasn't even really been like called out right it, like if, if you're doing things like uh all right, I'm not gonna do anything. Uh, you got anything to? Uh, you got anything going on? Uh, like, uh, no, I don't. Have... All right, we're in the engagement phase. So, like, that's not, you know, it's not really fair in per se completely to not be more that use the words right that that are in the game's format. So, it's just it's just nice and clear that way. If a, you know, if there's a situation that arises and a judge comes over and you're like, hey. We I called systems phase, you know. I said I have nothing going on in the systems phase. I asked my opponent if they had anything that they wanted to do in the systems phase. They had answered no, or they dropped their couple of bombs and they answered no. There was nothing else, even after double checking. Okay, no problem. The engagement phase started. Oh, can I go back to do that? Uh, you know, that's the judge will say, hey, was this? Was this offered? Was this a discussion? And you know, most people are gonna say, yeah, it was It was spoken about. And be like, the judge will say, okay, well, continue play. Uh, and uh, don't forget to utilize your uh, uh, your choices in the systems phase, right? So. Yeah, you know, yeah. thinking back to your Malaris example, I bet you 50% of the time I see Malaris on the table, we're already into engagement phase when people remember to uh, flip his charge. And usually if it's like just casual, be like, yeah, whatever. Like, I know your intent or whatever. Chances are if they took the lock that round, you know they're going to flip it. So it's just when it's like their turn to attack or defend and then they're like, oh, yeah, I was going to flip this. Then it's like, mm. <laughs> then it gets a little iffy. Yeah, Mallers is a perfect example of a very... You don't call too many things out at the beginning of the engagement phase. It's its just rare. The only time you're really doing is kind of right now is that when you are when you do have Mallers, there aren't a many other things I know kicking around. There's some stuff, but for the most part, that's that's the main one right now, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, and, it's, and it's fair. In a tournament play... And like you know, it's it's nice and all and everything to be able to be like, oh, can can I? It's okay if I just do that thing, you know, and that's totally fine. But I remember back one story, you know, some uh, somebody had said, oh, can I t can I take that one thing back? I was gonna I was gonna do this thing. Do you mind? Do you mind? And the and the and the guy's like, uh, yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. And then the reverse came 
shortly after later on in the game uh and the the question was posed again and the guy turned around and said no hey man this is a no no this is a tournament bud (laughs) and the Mm -hmm. same respect wasn't given and nor does it need to be right i mean there's an ethics and moral part there but you know it doesn't it doesn't need to be that's that's the nature of the game it's a competitive game oh, i right? know that's the part that i'm actually worried about the most going there like because like I, I i love the environment of our like local tournaments and game nights you know it's so friendly but i gotta remember it is like a big tournament i'm going into and it just i don't know it feels like such a crappy way to win a match when you kind of got to deny someone that but it is in all honesty part of the game it's it's just like you know it's just how it is so it's gonna work both ways i got um, two triggers with my list that are very easy to miss one is if i have a, an opponent in jag side arc and i attack an opponent jag gets a free target lock that's a very easy one for me to miss i get distracted a lot of times and uh, jag after he's done shooting if i didn't use that target lock he has a synchronized console and uh, i can pass the target lock to someone within range and that's another one that's easy for me to forget so it's just that's why i keep doing reps with my list you know just uh, so i don't make those mistakes in the tournament and i don't have to be in one of those awkward positions i've kind of already told myself that if i miss a phase i miss a phase don't ask but if my opponent rushes me or like rushes like into a phase without checking with me that's going to be a different story yeah i think that would be my third one so my first suggestion is play lots my second suggestion is call out all the phases and double check all your things that you're doing especially those dials Uh, my third thing is take your time i didn't i'm not saying slow play i'm not saying take an unprecedented amount of time that wouldn't be fair uh, but i am saying take your time you don't no one needs to rush it so you can set the bar for how the pace of play should go uh, for yourself you don't have to just because your opponent plays really quickly and makes their decisions very quickly and throws down dials does not mean that your dials need to be down there at all they just need to be down at a reasonable pace and time and if there's any kind of concern that's what judges are there for and a judge will come over and they'll watch the game for a little bit and be able to determine whether or not there is uh some sort of uh issue actually occurring uh, and you know and quite often if somebody is just quickly grabbing their dials making a choice and throwing down the judge is not going to say hey you need to keep up with this person the judge is going to be like oh okay well that was very quick in their heads and then they'll look at you and and see that you take a, a you know an adequate amount of time and then the game keeps moving forward and there won't be a concern um especially don't play at a pace that you're not used to uh if you start doing if anyone starts doing things that are not the way they usually play that's where uh more hiccups mistakes troubles are gonna occur and those are frustrating too because it doesn't feel comfortable playing like that either yeah yeah Eh, that's my thoughts for it all um i I was going to mention electro proton bomb um but we're kind of running short on time i'll quickly just mention it uh electro proton bomb cool (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> no. Well, Crispy used it a ton before, and he had a lot of success with it. And I have been using it a bit lately, and it's a ton of fun. It's nice to throw it around with objective play, and it's really nice to be able to see the board state in the turn where it actually detonates, contrary to the turn where you're dropping it, because it does take that extra turn with the fuse. And it's another element of the game where people are, you know, they're not too sure about because it's not around as much. So, uh, yeah, if you are out there or wondering about an electroproton bomb, you should probably just play it because it can be a lot of fun, especially on FO bombers because the pace that those things can get out there, drop stuff and get out of there is uh, fantastic. So, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so those are, that's my quick thought. Um, anything else that you want to mention there, Dwight, before we head off for the night? Ah, uh, no, I think I'm good for tonight. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us and tuning in. Uh, this will be our last cast before Dwight goes to World, so the next cast will probably be hearing about Dwight's experience at Worlds, which I am super excited, and I wish you all the best of luck, bud. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. For sure, for sure. All right. Well, thank you for listening to Natty's podcast. I'm your host, Andrew D. Uh, with me, once again, Dwight Lindsay. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Uh, we're always reading for you. And if all else uh, fails, just roll Natty's. Thank you.